on SAFM. Happy Friday the 13th, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Tola. My producer is Hazel Makuzeni and Derek Fordyce is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Now on the show today, we hear about the Ubuntu Festival from co-organizer Alison McCutcheon. And Chad Simon is one of the performers on the lineup and we'll talk to him about what to expect. Then we find out what Seat on the Bay has lined up for us this March from marketing manager Tracy Cahill. And then Block A, Togozani Women's Hostel, is a photographic exhibition by Angela Butlet, Butland. And we take a peek through her lens, another photographer, also with an exhibition which is called Waza Sisi, will join me on the phone. Her name is Dalia Maubani. But first, our lunch by for today. Everything you do is based on the choices you make. It's not your parents, your past relationship, your job, the economy, the weather, an argument, or your age that is to blame. You and only you are responsible for every decision and choice you make, period. Otherwise, on SAFM. It's always a pleasure for me to have guests in the studio. And Alison has graced us with her presence in the studio. Alison McCutcheon, welcome to Otherwise. Thank you, Shannon. It's well, a pleasure to be with you. I, um, I love it, the fact that you came in, you know, because this is a tiny studio and usually I'm talking on the phone to people and it's hardly, and it's so much nicer to talk across the table. We're very excited about the Ubuntu Festival and you've been organizing that. So tell us exactly why we're having the Ubuntu Festival this year. Yes. Well, the Winter Festival, we're now in our fourth year. Mm-hmm. We took, it took a break over the last two years, but originally it started on St. George's Mall in Cape Town because we were based out of um, Mandela Road's place. Mm-hmm. And we did a, a concert on the street for the people, a free concert. And it was fantastic. I we remember that. People from all over. We had artists. It was just amazing. And this year, we've decided to do it at Maynardville and literally take the party to the people, mm. closer to where the people are. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a beautiful green park. Um, we were fortunate enough to have raised money through a sunlight campaign that did a share. Every time you shared the happy song, mm-hmm. uh, they donated 10 rand. Mm-hmm. And through that fundraising activity, we've managed to fund the festival, oh. which is staged by the Isa Ubuntu Foundation. Mm-hmm. And that Ubuntu Foundation literally does that. It looks at how we can breathe life into Ubuntu, what is Ubuntu, and how we really make it accessible to people. Um, and the festival will have happen next Saturday, which is perfectly poised on Human Rights Human Day. Human Rights Day, yes. And what a better way to do it than on the 21st of March at Maynardville, starting 11 o'clock in the morning. The entrance fee is 20 rand for people over 10 years old. Are so anyone's under 10 is free. Are you kidding? And it's, I know, it starts What's at the kind 11. of lineup that you have? Well, wait, you haven't even heard the rest. <laughs> We're only announcing it on radio today. But we have a cultural concert in the morning and we have got students and performers that have traveled from Russia, 
There are 30 kids from Russia. There are kids coming in from Boston, from the Milton College in Boston. And they're literally, I think they're five international acts. Plus wow. there's the Rainbow Academy from Cape Town. Mm-hmm. There is the Amy Beale um, performance. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Dance to Be, Be to Dance, mm-hmm. and they're performing as well. So the morning is a cultural concert of dance. Um, and the afternoon starts at one o'clock and kicks off with Christy Lowe, who's oh. a fantastic young performer. She's 17 and just breaking into the music scene mm-hmm. and fantastic. Followed up by Toya DeLazy. Wow. And you know Toya. Wow. How did you manage that? Well, we have to say hats off to Kevin. If anybody's met Kevin Chaplin from the Bunty Foundation, he's got more tenacity <laughs> than you've ever met. And he decided he was having a star-studded lineup this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So we've got Toya Delesi followed by Chad Simon. Mm-hmm. Who I'm talking to in a bit. And then flying in from the big city, we've got Mikasa. <gasps> I know. They must live in Cape Town because they were performing at Kirsten Bosch not so long ago and now they're back for this uh, concert. I know, but the Kirsten Bosch concert was sold out. Yes, so and everyone's going to come. And for 20 Rand? For 20 Rand. And we're not finished yet. We've got Jimmy Nevis. <gasps> so this is an afternoon to believe. Truly, for 20 Rand, you can bring your families, come down to Maynardville. There's beautiful grass. We've got food trucks. So there'll be food. You can bring your own picnic if the food truck kind of food is not yours. But we've got everything to appeal to all cultures. We've got um, food from, I think there's Polynesian, there's halals, mm. there's curries, there's uh, burritos, there's every kind of food truck you can imagine. Where the and food it's all is about good. Ubuntu, really. It really is about Ubuntu. Now, tell me, you are doing this festival as a fundraiser. 100%. And what are you raising funds for? We're raising funds for the Amy Beale Foundation. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Amy Beale and the synergy with that and the Ubuntu Foundation, Amy Beale Foundation really is based on the spirit of Ubuntu. Mm. If you look at the reconciliation in terms of how it was developed, etc., mm. and we're not going to go into the history of that today. Yes. Yes. But suffice to say that where Amy Beale stands today is it's a beacon of hope for so many young kids after school that have no extramural activities mm. to become part of the Amy Beale programs. So in desperation, they landed up buying a house. And this house, if you come along the M5 and take the Klipfontein off-ramp, you'll see there's a house under renovation. Mm. And the organization has managed to raise 4.2 million rand. But they need 6 million and this house will then house these facilitation classrooms where they'll learn sewing and cooking and entrepreneurial skills and uh, tourism, all the kind of things that will equip them mm. to have some means of earning mm. uh, salaries, revenue, etc., and be contributors. So really the house is important. So each 20 rand that people pay to come through the door is going to go towards paying towards the, uh, the finishing of the renovations of the house. So we're paying for the concert, but not for the cultural bit, or is it for It's everything? 20 rand for everybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the young performers and their families will come in free. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we were, we were talking about it this week and saying, 
Where have we seen the spirit of Ubuntu really, really be evident? Where is it tactile? Where can you feel it and touch it and smell it? And it's been during the hideous fires that we've experienced recently. And if you look at how that brought Cape Townians together and how whether wherever you came from, everybody realized Mm. the necessity to save animals, to save the environment, to save whatever it was that was under threat. Mm. And what we'd like to, to do today on your show is say a shadow to all those firemen out there and their families and women and and women yes to say that we'd like to offer them free entrance into the concert and that includes the volunteers as well i think so yes there's a volunteer i went onto facebook and there's a volunteer facebook page so i will put a post on later to Mm -hmm. the facebook community to say you're welcome to come down to the concert and in um appreciation for all that you gave over the last couple of weeks and still continue to give we would love to welcome you and your families down to Bay Nonville. Now how do we know what what should they bring the firemen do they bring what their uniform or do they just bring um, I'm sure they have an ID card yes. and we hope in the spirit of Ubuntu they're going to that everybody will appreciate yeah so that I don't dress up it. as a firewoman fire <laughs> just for a few no but, but I, I will make everybody, contact I will make contact will, with the formal channels and I everybody think, can afford 20 rand and it's it's an it's in good spirit so how do people find you Alison how do people communicate with you uh, to find out more about this concert and also and, and uh, tickets are I suppose at the gate at the gate so there's no comfort ticket or anything like that no it's extremely simple come down to Maynardville on the day and access to all the traditional Maynardville uh, gates and entrances. There's public transport galore, which we'd prefer people to take. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there is quite a lot of parking in the area. Mm-hmm. The food trucks, there's enough food trucks, uh, toilets, facilities for everybody. So it really is a relaxed environment. If you need to, to find out more, go onto our Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is Ubuntu Festival. Okay. You'll see it has got a very iconic a circle of people in beautiful bright colors this year we're very proud of our so it's not black and white no okay every color it has rainbow colors it has rainbow colors Mm -hmm. and you can find out more detail on the facebook page Mm -hmm. furthermore um if anybody's interest can't make the function and is interested in donating to the amy bill foundation Ah. then they go on to the www.amybill which remembers that funny spelling, B-R-E-H-L dot Coza. Okay. And they can find out how to donate towards this house fund. Well, it sounds like it's going to be real fun. I'd love to, I'd love to, hopefully, maybe sometime next week, I can talk to some of the artists that you'll be featuring. But it, it, it sounds absolutely amazing. But thank you so much for the Ubuntu Festival. And I, I just wish you all the best. It's a great gesture. And that gesture to the firemen, I think, is one of the most amazing because it, it was part of what Ubuntu is about. And can you imagine? They've probably hardly seen their families, so this would be a great family outing for them. And they can bring their families? Yes. Is there a limit, though? Well, we thought of the firemen plus four. Family, people. The firemen plus four. So that's five people. Five, five people. Totally. Firemen plus four. Yeah. Fantastic. And they can find you on the Facebook page, Ubuntu Festival. Uh, 
uh, and you'll see the logo. It's a, a chain of people and a rainbow yes. colors. And then amybeal.co.za is where you may donate if you're unable to make it to the festival, but you want to give for this amazing house that uh, and, and, and add up to the four million that they need, and they require six million. So in any way, uh, either at the festival or. Uh, by giving, at least this house becomes a reality. Coming up, one of the performers, Chad Simon, after this. But thank you very much, Ali. It's a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Ah, oh, Chad, you are so sweet. Loving you is easy, too. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> welcome, welcome to Otherwise, darling. Are, are you good? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Well, listen, you're doing a good job. You ha- you're helping the Ubuntu Festival raise much needed money. And, you know, they don't come like you or as smooth as you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Shadow. You know, for me, it's like, you know, every little bit that we can do to help wherever we can, when we have the time, um, you know, I try and make, make it work uh, because we're blessed to do what we what we do for a living and to be able to make an impact on so many people in such a simple way. Well, you know, I, I, I know that when, in 2011, it seems like so long ago when you had your accident, when you were shot. Yeah. And I, I think I think when you have an experience like that, you, you appreciate what other people mean and wanting to give back. Most definitely. Um, you know, when when the incident occurred, I got to realize how many people actually supported me and stood behind me, you know. Um, so I always try and, and reciprocate wherever I can. But now let's talk about your music, Chad. I mean, you've done very well. And I, I think that, that, that incident that happened to you in 2011 uh, had to happen because I think it catapulted you to really working hard, but also just living your truth, you know. M- most definitely. Um, I feel like, you know, the last few years have gone really well. Every year gets better than the previous. And I w- I'm always challenging myself to to better last week, uh, last month, you know, mm-hmm. last year. And just trying to make uh, good music and play good shows and just, uh, you know, l- live my life um, accordingly, you know, to, to the models that I, that I have, um, but still remain relevant within the music industry. Hmm. Did your degree uh, help you in, in the music you write? Because you write wonderful music. Thank you. Um, I think it did, yeah. At the time I was studying, I didn't know, though. <laughs> <laughs> so halfway through my, my, my studies, uh, when I studied English and communications, I was I knew I would be doing music full-time because I'd been doing theater full-time at night mm-hmm. and studying full-time during the day. And it was just a case of, you know, I spoke to my dad halfway through my degree, and I was like, Dad, you know, I... I don't know about this because you know I'm doing music and he was like, my boy, you're halfway there, finish. <laughs> and when you finish, you will never, ever regret it. And I did that. And soon after I graduated, I realized I had a knack for writing songs. And that's kind of how my career started, writing for Luis Obala. And then mm. everything else just went upwards from there. So are you now jealously writing for yourself or are you are, are you freely also spreading the love and writing for anybody who cares to, to use your music? I'm, I'm always open to writing for people because I believe that, you know, people, different artists are vehicles to good songs getting to people. Um, mm. I am never against writing for somebody. Uh, the service always stands. And it's just, um, I find that there's a culture now of a lot of people believing that they should be writing their own songs. So I find I'm writing for other people less now. 
um, which I guess is a good thing because songwriting is always something you should be pushing, but um, I'm always open. Even on my latest album, Cinema, I was open to to getting some writers in on my album simply because I wanted that kind of variation. Mm, um, mm. So I think that's, a, that's probably the best way to look at it as a songwriter, to always make sure there's other writers working with you. Did I see you on television doing some other things? You may, you may have. <laughs> you may have. Um, yeah. Is that spreading think, your wings? Yeah. Um, I think last year I had a few opportunities outside of music. Um, I shot uh, a few TV commercials and mm-hmm. um, just pushing into different areas of entertainment and, and the industry. And I don't see why not. You know, you're given a, you're given a skill set and you, you might as well use it, you know. Well, you, you look sharp in those clothes, hey? They, they better Thank use you. you some more because I think that you've created a lot of sales. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and the image of the metrosexual, you know, I think, yeah. I think you wear that very well. So I wish Thank you well in that regard. But now tell us, what do we expect with your performance on, on, um, the, on Saturday, the 21st of March? Um, you know, listeners who, who know my music, uh, they will hear a lot of the, the, the songs that have been playing, but also um, some of the new things off the albums. So it kind of works like this. I haven't, the new album has just gotten into stores, into all musicers and wherever else last week. So I'm pretty much oh, pushing wow. the album, but at the same time, with any show, I always make sure I do some of the, and, and even though I'm still a baby in the industry, in my opinion, some of the classic, <laughs> the classic stuff that I released years and years ago that are, that are still playing now. Um, so it's not about me, it's about the people that are there. So um, they'll surely be entertained. Um, I may have one or two surprise guests join me uh, for a song on stage. Um, and um, I'll be doing uh, like if some things off cinema, which is the new album, and it's just a mix. I might throw in one special cover as well, which I'm just thinking about that now. <laughs> um, so, so, so I mean, it's definitely going to be an entertaining show, and I mean, Mikasa will be there as well. And I just saw that Toya DeLazy and Jimmy Nevis will be there, yes, as well, yes. which is quite exciting. Um, so it's a really cool lineup. Um, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to the show. Um, I'm just really excited to be back in Cape Town as well. Well, and I'm glad that you do come back for a visit now and again. Chad, I wish you all the best and, and, and thank you for talking to us. Good luck with the album and Thanks, um, enjoy your spreading your wings, eh? Thank you so much, Chad. Looking forward to seeing you again. Okay, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You breathe new life into me, filled with raw emotion. We compromise and now we better stronger. Chase the world for you and even swim the ocean. It's so easy to love you.
Loving News Easy Music by Chad Simon performing at the Ubuntu Festival on the 21st of March at Maynardville. Coming up, telling you we're going to the theatre and Tracy Cahill will join us then. But first, otherwise, on SAFM. Tracy Cahill is uh, the marketing manager at Theatre on the Bay. Tracy, welcome. Hi, Shadow. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I was wondering, is it is it important to say Theatre on the Bay or is it Peter Turin's Theatre on the Bay? Theatre on the Bay is fine. Um, <laughs> Peter Turin owns the theatre. Um, so, and everybody knows he does, I think, but uh, you're welcome to use he's, either. He's, he's not precious about it being mentioned. Or, no. Uh, okay, no, that's perfect, because I don't want to uh, offend anyone. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Especially Peter Turin. But listen, um, what's going on? Uh, we haven't spoken for a while. What, what's, what's showing uh, at the cinema? Because I know we're, going, we're in autumn now and slowly going into winter, and I think, I think this is the time when the outside concert you know it's a bit nippy outside yes. and everyone and wants a bit to windy and windy and cozy up at the theater so i thought let's just catch up with you well i was laughing at all the cricket action and thinking we should bring back paul slabaletsi's play <laughs> tickle to fine leg which is about cricket but i have no idea what it actually means so <laughs> you can ask your your listeners what does tickle to fine leg mean i don't um yeah but we have we, we we're just finishing up with another great comedian and satirist which is peter dirk uh peter dirk ace in mm-hmm. his um production and audience with peter dirk ace um, he finishes on Saturday. Uh, we're sad to say goodbye. He was uh, visited by Archbishop Tutu wow. and Leah Tutu and their daughter Mpo um, at one of his performances last week. And um, that I was must have been special. Oh, I was honoured to to meet them. What wonderful, wonderful people! Did you take pictures? Um, I I was a little shy too, <laughs> but we have some photos uh, of him on stage with with PC, and wow. those are on our YouTube channel. Oh, so fantastic! Okay. Do have a look. Mm. So Peter will be back later on in the year anyway. So we'll talk about that again um, when the time comes up. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jonathan Rocksmith arrives on stage for a very short week. Another season that's almost completely sold. Um, he was our wonderful phantom in the Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's very well known for your colleague Ian von, uh, von, Memethy, von Memethy a handful of keys mm-hmm. um, in fact Ian found uh, Jonathan he discovered Jonathan and Jonathan's first role in professional theatre I think was with a handful of keys well Ian does find talent you know. he does he, he does really he's does. got that eye doesn't yes. he um, and he and Viv, his wife, are coming to Theatre on the Bay a little later in the year in a production called Fantastic Fifty. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic you know, himself. Uh, he, he's wonderful. She's wonderful. They have enormous energy and um, just a love for their work. I can't keep up with them. <laughs> Absolutely Ian, cannot. Ian is the poster boy for Fifty is the New Twelve, you know. <laughs> He's just amazing. Um, but Jonathan is on stage with uh, in something called Stage by Stage, which runs until from the 16th, Monday, um, until the Sunday. It's almost sold out. We put on the extra show on the Sunday. So please, if anybody wants to book, they need to, to do that soon. And it's um, songs from the musicals. Okay, okay. Musicals are very... Are very um, um, I, popular. I suppose popular with people. Yes. 
um, I, I think they're easier. You do, you don't have to watch. You can, I mean, to to cram your head and, and understand dialogue sure. and that sort of thing. I think just the, the the singing makes it much more entertaining and relaxing. The the interesting thing too is that a lot of the older productions are being reproduced, so they're mm. being redesigned. Um, the musical direction is being updated. The choreography is being updated. So there's a kind of a nostalgia, um, but but the work is all very new. So we've had a lot of older musicals that have come back. You know, Phantom of the Opera just comes back all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing Little Shop of Horrors later this year. So uh, that's also a nice, nice thing. It's kind of comfortable and it's easygoing. Now, I know you've got Python-esque coming up because um, I see we're running out of time as well. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about Python-esque. Tell us sure. about that. Well, you know, they, they're the other side of comfort. They, <laughs> they're the guys where there are absolutely no holy cows. And um, everything is, is satirical um, and, uh, you know, irreverent, I think, is probably the best word, um, and anarchic. Uh, so they're coming back. We're doing a show that is that tells the story of the Pythons. And it's directed by Alan Swerdlow. Uh, and uh, they're starting off on the 25th of March, only for three weeks. Wonderful. Wonderful. Listen, we'll catch up with you again, Tracy. And thank you so much for your time. And thank you for giving us a slot. Okay. Take care now. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, I didn't realize it's a Friday and and everything just happens so quickly because I try and squeeze everything in. But we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects now, photography. There are two exhibitions we'll be talking about. And... um, uh, one I'm intrigued by and Angela Bucklin's it's called Block A Togoza Women's Hostel uh, and Angela is uh, on the line at the moment so um, Angela welcome Good afternoon Shadow thank you for having me on your show and hello to all your guests well, well, thank you, thank you for talking to us I was intrigued by the, your, your subject matter why Togoza Women's Hostel well, uh, Shadow, it has quite a long story. Um, it goes a couple of years back when I did a, what I call the sleep series. Um, I'm a photographer and I'm a bit obsessed by beds. And obsessed by? My, uh, pardon? You said you're a photographer and you're obsessed? I'm slightly obsessed by beds because I find they're fascinating spaces and they, you know, everybody obviously has a bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my sleepers that I included in that project going years back was a hostel dweller in a men's hostel called Block A Jacobs Men's Hostel, which is uh, the oldest men's hostel in Durban, Mm. which has subsequently been demolished. Um, So that was quite an extensive body of work with 561 small little prints recording a small detail of each hostel dweller and trace of some personal detail in their bed spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, So the obvious progression from the men's hostel was to try and attempt to do a sister version, and that was block A to cause a woman's hostel. And ironically, what's extraordinary about it and important is that it's the oldest women's hostel in South Africa, which was built Mm -hmm. in 1925. 
Wow. So, so um, what, what, what did, what do we see apart from the beds? Uh, do we? Is there a story that, that that runs through it? Are we are we able to decipher from the from the images that you give us? Okay, it's a large what we call installation, and which is made up of six hundred ninety nine postcard prints, and it occupies eighteen continuous running uh, meters. Mm. Uh, I've documented 161 rooms. So the, the hostel is made up of four stories high, mm-hmm. and it's, it has a court, basically a U-shape around a courtyard and ablution blocks. Mm-hmm. So what I did uh, with a woman's hostel, um, the woman lived in quite small rooms, which was very different from the men's hostel. Uh, most each most rooms would uh, have about three beds to a room. Sometimes others would have a few more. Mm. And the artwork has a has 18 meters of doors, starting at the bottom row. So there are rows of aluminium parallel to one another that go up the walls. The bottom row have all the doors adjacent to one another, so you know who the neighbors neighboring Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. And then as you look up the artwork, behind each door, you'll then have documented each hostel resident. So mm. I've photographed clockwise in each room. So there's a very particular photographic order and system that I applied. So it sort of made sense. It's quite hard to describe over the phone. Well, I can imagine, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I suppose because I've, I've kind of seen hostels before, so it makes it easier for me to imagine what, what you, you, you talk about now. But it was interesting that you, you found that the women's hostels were, had smaller rooms than the men's. Do you, do, do, was there a reason for that? I'm not sure about the reason behind it, but uh, the men's hostel was a very, well, they both incredibly unnatural environment. The men's hostel, um, in, in the Jacobs hostels, there were not 19 beds, so basically dormitories, mm. um, which was an extreme environment, um, whereas the women's hostel, there's a lot more order and discipline um, and uh, that was displayed. So what I found interesting, which is different from the Jacobs Men's Hostel, is that I was interested in women's lives and the complexity of their lives and women working in the informal sector. And I wanted to tell the story about personal sacrifices that South African women have made. And it's important to realize that Kukosa is the most densely inhabited residential site in Durban. Um, so... These women are informal traders. They are women living beyond the usual context of family mm. and tradition. Mm. It's really about uh, a story about migrant workers and the story about women being separated from their family. Uh, so on each print above the doors, each resident has a bit of personal data recorded on the bottom of each image. So it would be their calling name, where they're from, their occupation, and the duration of the stay in the hostel. And I found that data unbelievably fascinating and important. And in doing so, it tells a tapestry about women's lives in an mm. urban environment. Mm. 
Did you also just look at the 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 personal belongings that that I suppose that that they keep around them because they're away from family. So do they have pictures? Do they have objects that reflect um, um, connection to family? Absolutely. So and that was particular in the men's hostel. In fact, I found the men's hostel quite decorative because I think it was such a desperate environment and bleak because, you you know, most residents didn't even have um, a proper space. It's mm. a tiny section of a wall. You know, and the men in a dormitory situation, the prior bed is in the corner of a room because a resident can put up a curtain and have privacy. Mm. Whereas uh, in the women's hostel, the rooms are smaller, three beds in a room. So those are compact spaces. So each bed doubles up not only as a sleeping space, but it has a storage facility. It has mm. it's a kitchen. So all the cooking items and groceries might often be underneath. It's a place to eat. It's a place to socialize. It's a place to work from. So you get feeders and seamstresses working from their beds. Sometimes those beds are a place to study. Sometimes it's a shop. But there were lots of personal details. And I think the blankets, if anything, were a wonderful indicator and marker. And then you would find letters from home mm. or messages from daughters or sons. You'd find photographs and beautifully displayed. And there are lots of references to, to home and, of course, suitcases, which is always... Angela, there's, there's a myth about uh, uh, bricks under beds. You know, they, they, they put um, a lot of people... Uh, for whatever reasons, there's an urban legend about yes. <laughs> putting beds on 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 on, on the stilts on on bricks. Did you see a lot of that? I saw plenty of paintings. I think paintings are probably more accessible in in the urban areas than bricks. But mm -hmm. um, I don't think that you know we should get tired of that. But I think I'm oh, not going to comment on the urban legend, but certainly the tin cans gave height. Bed. Mm. So, of course, the storage facility underneath the bed mm. is more efficient. Mm. And, you know, you, you're talking about people who are going to be going home at the end of the year. There might be a special on rice or, or something to take home. So there'll be vast volumes of bags of rice. Or, you know, the space underneath the bed is a critical space. It might mm. be storage mm. for peanut traders and all the peanuts. So they they remarkable... Spaces and you know, each you know each room might have there'll be wash lines, lockers, clothes, suitcases, stoves, groceries. Everything we have in a house is you know, basically around one bed. No one bed, Angela. You know we, we, we keep on losing you on the line, but I, I think it's it's it, I've, I, you know it's a, an amazing story. And I'd, I'd love to to see it and where it is open. It opened on the fifth. Your exhibition. Yes, it opened last week at the Northwest University, uh, the Pottersham Campus Art Gallery, and it's open until the 10th of April. It's open on weekdays from Mondays to Fridays, 
Okay. And um, hopefully it will be moving to Pretoria at some stage, but we're waiting to hear if it will be. I'd, I'd love to see it. I really would. Right. And and hopefully when it comes when it, it comes my way, we will talk about it again. But thank you so much for your time, Angela. Uh, thank you, Shadow. Lovely to speak. And you. thank you for your insights. Do we see it on? Uh, 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 is it online at all? Uh, oh gosh, I'm not sure. It's the gallery might have something, mm. but um, at the moment, I hate to say I don't think it is, but the okay. gallery might have something online. Fantastic. Thank you, Angela. Have a great Thank weekend. Thank you so much. You too. You Bye. take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Angela Buckland, Block A, Togoza Women's Hostel. Uh, the exhibition is at the Northwest University Gallery, Botanical Gardens in Strom. We're battling to get hold of, uh, in fact, we couldn't get hold of Dahlia, but we'll try and talk to her again next week. She's got a, a, an exhibition called Waza Sisi. And it opened in, in last Thursday as well. It is at Dope Store, uh, 95 Commissioner Street in Marshalltown.